Emily, can we please have a one-word suggestion? Bumper cars. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Man, do I miss public events. <laughs> yeah. Bumper cars, carnivals. Even though I was watching the latest Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, and he says that like state fairs are one of the biggest spreaders of disease. I'm sure. Which shouldn't come as a big surprise. Especially if they're like the ones with animals and stuff and petting zoos. Yeah, exactly. That's so gross. Hold on one yeah. second. Hey, welcome to the Overtalking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Hi, CJ. This is the show where we talk over TV shows and movies as chosen by our guests. And this week we watched The One I Love. A Duplass Brothers flick. Yeah. Not directing, uh, but uh, produced and I think co-written. And half-starring. Half-starring, half uh, per, per the huge. Yeah. Did you go to a lot of state fairs growing up? Is that uh, no, God, no. We we would go to like the local one, the like city, whatever those are called. But like, no, we weren't traveling to like the big. Isn't there? Is it Iowa that has like the giant one? I don't. I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to a state fair. Yeah, they don't. They don't seem up my alley. I don't think it would be a good time for myself personally. State fairs seem like the most Republican thing you can think of. <laughs> I don't know why is that. I don't. I don't know. It just seems like it. Just, I mean, I, I will say I miss funnel cake. Oh, okay. Funnel cake is so good. I used to go to our um, like Fourth of July thing uh, that our town would put on the we yeah called Frontier Days for us, and that was that was good. That was like my only outlet to get funnel cake. I feel like. Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking of too, exactly too. Oh, and, and yeah, and lemon shakeups. Oh Ooh, yeah. So or the good. the like I don't know why it was a state fair or a fair thing the Luigi's like Italian ice that they okay. would have at yeah. like Six Flags I love that stuff yeah I think they sell it at like Jewel though so I should just go buy some yeah absolutely D- Dippin' Dots too yeah <laughs> Dippin' Dots yeah I feel I like, know, like that's machine. a little little more widespread than some yeah. of that other stuff but it's so good that's the one I that's the one I love that Dippin that's dots. the one that you love da- Dippin' Dots. Can we reach the end of date movie month? Yes, we this have. This is it. This is the final one. So the final episode. So last week we had my sweetie on. Uh, <laughs> that's right. To, that's right. Uh, to to talk about a movie, and and now it's it's your turn, right? Now it's my turn. We're having my sweetie on. <laughs> uh, and in order to get her on the pod, I I awarded her with the opportunity to. Write her own introduction, which I have never seen before, and I'm going to read verbatim right now. Oh, boy. I feel like that ruins it a bit. I thought that people wouldn't know that I had written this. I was kind of hoping they would really <laughs> just think it was coming from you. <laughs> that this was from the heart. We, yeah. yeah. We can cut that out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. Just. I'm not going to cut it out. <laughs> Damn it. All right. Here we go. She's the light of my life and the wind beneath my wings. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. It's Emily Akins. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to the podcast, finally, Emily. Thank you. Longtime listener. Very excited to finally be on. I uh, am a little nervous, to be honest, because uh, I started out subtly hinting that I wanted to be on the podcast, and it has become very aggressive over the last six yes. months or so. And so now that I'm actually here... You can like no I'm... longer uh, give me a hard time about it. Is no. what this is accomplishing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the months, yeah. the years flew by, and, and soon it was just straight up asking to be on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> I figured what better way than uh, day movie month? If we're having our guests, significant others, pick the movie, we round it out with both of our significant others. Yeah. 
Yeah, it would have been pretty awkward if Meg got on, but not me this year. I mean. <laughs> exactly. And I didn't want to right. pay for that. So here we are. <laughs> Stakes are real. Well, I also feel like the other pressure came from choosing the movie because I know it's date movie month, but I sort of felt like I was having to pick a movie for the three of us. It's like a three person date. Like I have to try to find something that I know we would all enjoy. So I'm kind of curious what you guys thought. Ken, that seems like a perfect transition. Yeah, well, we'll talk about we'll talk about the movie. Oh no, <laughs> and more coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. Do you understand how insane you sound right now? It's so weird. It's really odd. It's like a perfect retreat, just the two of you. I've sent a lot of couples there, and they've all come back renewed. Is it another dimension when you go through the door? You want to go back. This is something that we've been talking about, creating a new relationship. I imagine like horseback riding with a little satchel of wine, you know? Not some weird version of Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. We'll make up some ground rules. Okay, no spying. We'll be honest with each other about what happens in the house. Nope. It's like an exercise in trust. Nope. You're kidding me. This entire weekend has been one planned trap cheers cheers to a perfect weekend together and we're back on the Overtalking podcast run once again by cj's sweetheart emily akins and we're talking about oh, what are we talking about oh yeah the one i love the one i love <laughs> that movie yeah that yeah. movie emily uh we're gonna put 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe the one i love for someone who's never heard or seen of it maybe avoiding the like ending spoilers i guess Okay, so I can only go half spoiled. Yeah, half spoiled. Yeah. I have to assume the trailer spoils yeah. at least the concept of the movie. It would be hard to advertise. I guess we can, we can throw in a spoiler alert right though. now. Like, cut here if you want to watch the movie because there's a there's kind of a twist within the first twenty minutes. But that's it. Yeah. What if we What if we just have everybody go watch it? Like, CJ, can you put just like ninety minutes of silence? Yeah, that's right. Right okay. now, <laughs> yeah, I'll account for them the runtime of the movie. Yeah, so they have time to go. Okay, you, yeah, you can just paste that in, right? Or should we just wait? Yeah. Well, let, let's just wait for we'll 90 wait. minutes right now. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so, uh, no talking. No talking. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we're back. Oh, I hope was, you enjoyed the movie. <laughs> it felt quicker than I thought. Um. <laughs> All right, 30 seconds on the clock, Emily. Ready, go. Ah, okay. All right. So uh, the movie is about a couple, Ethan and Sophie. Things are not going well in their relationship. And so they're seeing a marriage counselor played by Ted Danson, of all people. Um, that's uh, Michael the Architect, if you're born after the 70s or Sam the Bartender before. Uh, it's a bit part. I don't know why I'm going into this much detail about it. So they go to this house and it turns out that in the guest house, there is a alternate version of themselves. Four, they spend time three, with that person. Flair ensues. One. <laughs> Another hilarity ensues. I don't know. Does it for this one? I don't know. This one I saw the the genre for this was I think comedy drama or something. I think I think that's what <laughs> it was. Another rom com, but it's it's not that funny. I mean, there's there's some like humorous dialogue once in a while, but I don't know. But it would be kind of a dark comedy. Yeah. 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 I wouldn't say that. I I personally would probably not say that hilarity ensues. <laughs> But that's just me. Yeah. Look, I've listened to the pod for a long time. That's how it always ends. <laughs> that's true. It does seem to always end that way. You're right. A student of the of the pod. 
This is why I wanted to get right into the movie. I am here to talk about the movie. <laughs> okay. Well, so before we dissect it a little bit, why why did you choose this one for uh, for this week? I chose it because I saw it once before when it first came out, which was a couple of years ago, I think. And I had really enjoyed it. I felt like it's uh, it tries to be a bit of a mind bender. So I felt like at least we'd have some stuff to talk about. And Ken, knowing that you are uh, the master of horror, I felt like this one at least had a little bit of suspense or like a little bit of thriller element. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I thought maybe that would uh, rope you in because, yeah, if I had just chosen like a straight up comedy, it would just be CJ and I, I think. Uh, talking and uh, yeah, I would feel really badly because <laughs> I yeah. like comedies too. I just kind right, of fan of those right, right. impractical jokers. Yeah, it's one of his favorite shows. They crack me yeah. up. They're so funny. <laughs> um, actually, I mean, I know the movie the first time I saw it because I didn't know how it ended or where it was going or what was going to happen. There's like a little bit of that bit at the end. I actually started to get really scared like i thought something really bad was about to happen and so the first time i watched it i thought it actually was a little bit more of a thriller and i had told some friends to watch it saying like oh yeah it's, it gets kind of scary and then they later told me they're like why we kept waiting for the scary thing to happen like they weren't scared at all through the whole thing so yeah <laughs> it's, it's it's scary mentally it's yeah. some mind, mind game trickery i yeah. would i would call it like a so i mean definitely not not a comedy drama i would call it like a suspense sort of sci-fi i guess i don't know yeah i will say imdb has the genres listed as comedy first yeah then drama then romance and i do not agree with that the, mm, the romance what, what order would you i do? get kind of yeah yeah what would you uh, yeah, do I mean, it's about I mean, yeah, I, I'm tempted to throw in like a thriller in there somewhere or something like that. Some sort of like, cause it is, or suspense, it, the entire time is kind of like, you're, you're just waiting to see where it goes. You're like, okay, what are they going to do about it? Okay. We've learned this bit. What are they going to do with that info? Like, how are they going to figure it out even more? What's going to happen there? Like you're, you're, you keep waiting for the next thing to happen. So I, I might throw thriller or suspense in there. I did laugh at a couple parts, but I think it, it falls into that like dark comedy vibe. They aren't like right. joke jokes, right? It's it's not out outright hilarity. It's it's some humorous moments, kind of in, yeah. in a larger drama suspense, right? Hilarious moments ensue, but they're slowly <laughs> suffocated by the darkness. A select few of hilarious moments yes. occur. <laughs> Yeah, I, how do we how do we talk about this? I don't know. Really, we can't, right? You have to give away what the main thing is. So I think we could talk about it up until a point, and then we can maybe put in a spoiler. And so we can talk about it up until uh, when like the when, last quarter of it. Yeah, or so? the last quarter when it's revealed, kind of what the larger grand design is here. Yeah, if that makes any sense. I mean, we've we've all seen it, so you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was, I, I even, uh, Emily and I watched this together, uh, today and at one very early on in the movie, I even asked, I was like, uh, so it's sort of established. So it's a couple that they're having a hard time and they're staying at this house. There's a main house and a guest house. And what's Elizabeth Moss comes back to Mark Duplass and says like, how did you beat me to this room? And he was like asleep. And so he wakes up all confused and has no idea what's going on. And she's mentioning that they had just had sex. And then he even is like, is this a joke? Like, what do you mean? Are you sweaty? Like what's, what's happening? Like I've been asleep here forever. 
And I was confused about that when that happened. I was like, wait, like, are we supposed to know what happened? Did I miss something? I've been paying attention the entire time. Right. It's only been like 10 minutes into the movie and I'm already confused. And then a couple minutes later, then you start to get the sense like, oh, yeah, something weird is going on here. And then it's sort of revealed that the guest house has this sort of, I don't know what to call it, magical ability like a kind dimen- of thing. It, which, what feels like a, like a dimensional, uh, like a pocket dimension kind of built into it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're interacting with better versions of themselves. I was so excited when you leaned over and you were like, did she, did she really just have sex with him or what? And I was like, Oh, buckle up. CJ. (laughs) (laughs) You have no idea what's coming. (laughs) Yeah. So it's revealed that they first are only able to interact with the other, uh, their partner, basically like they're interacting with the better version of their partner. Should, should we just call them that moving forward? Better Sophie, better Ethan, yeah. to distinguish between regular <laughs> Sophie. Yeah, yeah. So that that's what the the premise it presents itself as. But I don't know if it's that if it came off that way to you. I mean, it definitely feels that way for a better version of Ethan, right? Because he he's cooler. He doesn't have the glasses. He's got jokes for days. But for Sophie, Sophie, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Her alter ego is, to me, just someone who makes bacon. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's bacon and she has her hair pinned back. And those are the... Her, her hair's pinned back and, and she's kind of like a little ditzier. I don't know. It, it's 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 not as fleshed out for sure as, as Ethan's alter ego. Yeah. But do you think that that's because that's what Ethan wants? Like his ideal version of Sophie is just a sort of Stepford wifey, like just like a dumbed down version. Yeah, maybe. I want you to not want me to improve at all and just cook me bacon every morning, and we'll be happy forever. <laughs> like, yeah, and it's and the bacon we we keep mentioning it because it is a very specific thing that is said that she's making him. This is where he sort of realizes that something is weird. Because Sophie is making him bacon and he, he says, but you hate when I eat bacon. And so then then he comes out of the guest house and runs into real Sophie. And then that's where they start to realize, like, wait, different versions of ourselves are in the guest house. Right. And that's where it, where it all un- unravels when we're taken on the ride. Yeah. I, I thought there was some clever play with the, the guest house mechanics. Like, at, at one point, Ethan... Uh, is suspicious that Sophie is uh, having sex with Alter Ethan, and he he sneaks out and and as she's going into the guest house, he enters and impersonates uh, Alter Ethan, and then they end up having sex, but he's like destroyed because she's cheating on him, but with him, and I don't know. I thought that was kind of an interesting uh, a play on 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 what the writers had to work with. Or, or what they had set up, at least. Yeah. Well, and I like, too, that, like, at the beginning of the movie, right, they set up that a lot of their, they're seeing the counselor because they've, somehow they've found out that he had an affair, uh, the real Ethan had an affair on real Sophie in their actual life. And so that's why they've come to this, like, sort of getaway places to try to rekindle and reconnect. And so the idea that, like, he is now, somehow she's cheating on him by sleeping with the better version of him when he is again sort of, tricking her into thinking that it's uh, you know a different version like it's yeah it's kind of a cool like double play i don't know yeah 
Yeah, and yeah. they they establish that like when they sort of are are coming to terms with this weird dimensional pocket, as we've said, like they they establish the rule that they're not allowed to be intimate with the this uh, alter version of the better versions of themselves. I love that you try to set up ground rules. It's like, we're about to go experience this thing that we cannot explain, have no understanding of, but like, let's just try to put some ground rules down. Like we know what the hell is going to happen or what's going to go on. Yeah. (laughs) I did too enjoy that. Like when they first realize that they immediately pack up and leave and then are at a diner. I was like, Oh, that was a quick movie. Like that's, that's going to be it. And it's, we'll just credits roll here and they saw some just weird. Peace and, out yeah. and, and be done. But I did, I, I kind of like that they included that because that is some, I feel like that is sort of the rational decision. You just get scared and be like, right. we got to get out of here. But then I like them sort of coming to terms with like, well, I can't, I'm, we're not going to be able to just ignore that this happened. We, we're not going to be able to stop thinking about this. So let's go back and try to like figure out what's actually going on. Does that mean that you would go back? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'd be so curious. I, I would be the, the Ethan character of like trying to ask them questions and quiz them about reality and be like, where can I like poke holes in this facade kind of thing? Uh, I, I don't know. Ken, do you go back or you're hightailing it down the road? Because I think I'm no, I'm 90 I- miles down the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm, pe- I'm piecing out hardcore. <laughs> uh, I've seen way too many horror movies where... This isn't what it seems and uh, bad, bad things are. I get stuck in that like guest house dimension or something. So no, that's okay. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm out. I don't, I, I don't know. I'd be so curious. I think I'd be Sophie where I just like would not be able to stop thinking about it and would have to know. Mm. And I do kind of love that there's, there's sort of a, like they establish certain rules for how these alter versions of them can interact and live like they sort of say we can't leave the guest house as long as you guys are still together like in love and stuff and then Mm -hmm. it's it becomes discovered that it's the the alter ego's mission is to actually try to separate them and that's how they can leave this place but i i kind of like that they don't go too much into it so is that a spoiler ken are we now in the back half yeah that that is so We've ripped off the band-aid, so let's uh, let's dive into that. So yeah, the the big reveal is that these people aren't just like reflections of the other person. They're actual real people who had previously stayed in the guest house as like a couple's retreat kind of thing. And then were tricked by apparently a previous alter versions of themselves. And then once they were tricked and the other people escaped, they somehow morphed into Ethan and Sophie. And now their goal is to split them up, which somehow results in them being able to escape. This is where this is exactly where I fell off the movie. It oh, doesn't really? make any sense. I, I, what is the purpose of this? What I don't I don't get it. I think that's part of it, though. Like I I kind of like that they don't they explain the motive, and then for me that was all I needed personally. It was just like, oh, okay, that's why they're trying to separate them because something is put on this little weird part of the world where they're not able to physically leave the property until they successfully like split them up or end up with a new partner. Yeah. I, 
I feel like if you've won to the rule that like they can't leave the guest house or like they can't appear to the opposite person, like if you buy into those rules, like the, the the breakfast mysteriously disappears when they come back in a second later. Like if you're along for that part of it, it kind of still fits. I'm with you a little bit, Ken, that maybe they try to explain too much at the end. Like when we see him going through the computer files, like of the voices changing and that kind of stuff, like they are, it feels like right. they're trying to shoehorn an explanation in where it would have been, a little bit better sort of left to your imagination as the viewer, but yeah. So I, I get that they put in an explanation for that. They're trying to split them up and that's how they can escape this. But the the part that I just don't understand is, is why did Ted Danson set this up in the first place? Like what, what purpose is keeping this cycle of uh, couples going? Like why, why, yeah. why? why? I don't, I don't get it. So that I, I was thinking a little bit about that as well. Uh, one, I kind of like that. They don't really explain it. Like we're just sort of left to it ourselves and you just have to suspend your disbelief and, and there's gotta be some motive, right? My, the reasoning I came up with was that it's maybe since Ted Danson is a couples counselor, it's like a success story for him. So it's like, they end up happy because everybody leaving this place is happy because they're now with the sort of like better version of themselves. So that, that was my reasoning that definitely isn't told in the movie whatsoever. I like that you have a backstory for him. You like, he's trying to find, (laughs) you know, professional satisfaction in his job. (laughs) Sorry, sorry to keep poking holes and I'll stop soon. Uh, Yeah, Ken. They they say in the movie or, or at least alternate Sophie says, she wasn't supposed to fall in love with him. Like the purpose specifically is just to drive them apart and then still keep both of them there. N- not that they'll actually end up with one another. It seemed like that was throwing a, them for a loop and something they weren't expecting was, was Sophie falling for alternate Ethan or, or actually alternate Ethan falling for Sophie. And that the purpose was to keep both of them there. I don't understand how they actually come out of this happy because it seems like they morph into someone else and then are forced there against their will and then have to manipulate other people. And then what then they're supposed to be happy at the end of that. Yeah. It's a, it's a shared trauma, you know, like, like people who go <laughs> in war together are bonded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I guess so. No, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe that's just like the couple before them, both of them left. Like maybe they rekindled, like do the, do the people who are left behind only know the experience they had with the couple before them? Like maybe that's the only story, you know, so you're just going on like that could be Sophie fake Sophie. That, that could just be her guess on how it's supposed to work. Like, I guess, but I mean, they worked with Ted Danson afterwards to morph into Ethan and Sophie. So I I figured he would have, I don't, sorry, I'm way overthinking this probably, but it's, it's it's something I'm I've been chewing on, and the more I chew on it, the more I'm like I don't I don't fucking understand. <laughs> uh, okay, is I, it a good not understanding, or you're mad? I don't understand. I'm you're mad, mad. <laughs> <laughs> because they set it up, yeah. and if you can't back it up, what's I mean? You don't need to show it all. I totally can suspend disbelief for the magical house and and, and even them morphing into the other people, but unless there's like a story reason to back it up. They they don't give that. Like I I don't know. That's where that's where I'm at. <laughs> you want that's answers? All. Damn it! I need answers. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think I I'm in a different boat where I was just like, yeah, that, that's cool. We'll just let this hit. Like I was just uh, okay with everything. <laughs> well, I guess though, then can that tells us a little bit about what you think happened at the ending? Because so now can we peel off like the third layer yeah. of spoilers? So which Sophie do yeah. you think he left with? Well, they're they're definitely trying to suggest that real Ethan left with alternate Sophie. Ah. Uh, I think it's up to interpretation. I think there's a possibility he didn't like, in which case then they would be sticking to the, like you have to leave with your original significant other. I, I enjoyed that ending. I thought it was, I I kind of, I I like that. We, we don't know at the end of it because it it is very easy to justify both endings. Like, yeah, he left with the alternate version because she was the one that kind of, uh, explained everything to him and was nice to him and was the one that wanted to leave. But it also could be the real Sophie and that she's just after experiencing this weird, weird weekend is like, yeah, maybe it's okay if he eats bacon once in a while. Like maybe I can, I can be okay with that. And so that would imply that it is real Sophie. But I kind of think doesn't, but fake Sophie says that she's still in love with fake Ethan, right? Like, that's why she reveals everything. She doesn't, she doesn't want to leave. Right. Yeah. Right. But then, yeah, she gets her heart broken when fake Ethan admits that he's in love with real Sophie. So then that maybe at that point, fake Sophie is like, well, fuck this then. I just want to get out of here. Yeah. I'm not staying in a prison with a guy who doesn't love me anymore. I'm just. Right. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. It's definitely open to interpretation. I think the person who comes out the worst is real Sophie. Because if she if she gets left behind now with like this kind of jerky, better version or whatever, and she's trapped, oh man, that sucks. Yeah. I just feel bad for her. Yeah. Do, do you feel, oh man, she's the one person I did not feel bad for. <gasps> really? For, for this movie. I mean, I... Aside from the fact that Ethan apparently at one point cheated on her, she is going out of her way to cheat on Ethan through this whole movie. You mean with with better Ethan? With with yeah, fake Ethan. Yeah. Like she's sneaking around, she's lying to real Ethan. She's sneaking off to go have sex with fake Ethan. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She she comes she comes off as uh uh not a not a good nice person, at least for, for <sighs> some of the stuff she does. I don't know. I feel like it's hard because it's like the trust isn't there anymore, clearly. Right. Right. And right. since we only we come in sort of so late to the story. Yeah. It's kind of hard to figure out who's at fault. Clearly, things have been disintegrating for a while. Yeah. I don't know. But I think she really buys into that. This is just the same guy, sort of, but a better version. Yeah. I don't know. Is it is it cheating? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. That That is right. That That circles back to the when she went to go have sex with fake Ethan, but then ended up having sex with real Ethan. And then it's like, is that cheating? I don't know. It's, it's weird. But he he when clearly they, thinks it's a betrayal, which is kind of weird or like, yeah. Well, when it's, when it's revealed that fake Ethan isn't just an actual better version of real Ethan, that he's someone who's trying to pretend to be Ethan, but is not Ethan in any way other than appearance and voice. Then, then that's revealed as like, Oh, Maybe this is not good, but then she's still on board and is still laughing and, and like ogling over fake Ethan. Well, wait, she doesn't ogle. She, then they get into, she gets into a fight with real Ethan and asks him to leave. If I were her, I'd be mad at both. Oh, but you're right. They're going on the hike the next day. 
Yeah. Oh man, see, they're both losers. I wouldn't want either of them <laughs> if I were her. Like, man. They're exact there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, so uh, uh funny enough, the one hole that I was more focused on was that they kept saying after this weekend, when clearly it felt like it was like an entire <laughs> week's worth of events at happened. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was multiple days. At least it felt like. Yeah. It. Uh, and yeah maybe it's what, a, a, a four-day weekend. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it was a very, very long weekend, it felt like. <laughs> Look, time feels long when you discover that there's an alternate version of you living in the guest house. It's like, you know, it's like the sure. pandemic. It just stretches. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, what, like... Would you guys be thrilled at the opportunity of being able to like hang out with yourself or would you you guys said you would hightail it? So I assume no, but if it, what if they, it was sort of presented in a better way. Like they sat you down and kind of were like, Hey, here we are. Let's just have a game night. We'll drink some wine. (laughs) Like it'll be chill. Would like to, would that entice you in this hypothetical? This, this other person is actually just me. Right, he's not someone pretending to be me or something. Yes, right. It's it's just okay. better you. Better you. Yeah, twenty yeah. percent interesting. Better like someone I could learn from. Right. Yeah, I, I, I would be done for that. See, but if, if it actually was that, even if it actually was that, like I sort of thought the whole point of the movie is that like even I can be better Emily for a short period of time. Right. Like we can all pretend to be the best version of ourselves for a while, but it's it's like you got to drop the facade at some point. And in the meantime, who's this faker that's just 20% better than me? I <laughs> No. <laughs> this has been a, a common debate in our household after seeing the show Living With Yourself. And I'm, I'm very anti-clone after watching that. What is that? I've never heard of that. Living With Yourself is the Paul Rudd Netflix show. Oh. Where he, uh, a man who is burned out on life and love, undergoes a mysterious treatment, only to discover that he has been replaced by a better version of himself. Oh, so wow. he's he he li- has to then live with the fact that there is li- a better clone of him out in the world taking his place. Interesting. Really good. Highly recommend watching that. It's just a a quick like one one season one off thing. Okay. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah. But that sort of raised the question of like, yeah, would you be cool with like a clone of yourself? Would you be able to, would you come to terms with it and like split up your responsibilities so that each of you has it better? Mm, no, I would go full Highlander on that bitch yep. and uh, there can only be one. <laughs> yeah, me Pull too. my sword, lightning strikes. Oh, yeah. See, but okay, but what if, because the whole point of that show is that it's your partner. Like, what if you could have clones of Meg? Like, what if there were like six Megs running around? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, see, everybody wants clones <laughs> of their partner. Yeah, sure. But it's a two-way street in that scenario. Like, you oh. and Meg would also have to deal with the fact that there's five other versions of herself. Right. Around. Yeah, but that's Meg One's problem. I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm the original. It would be my problem, and I would kill all those clones. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> they don't stand so, a chance. Do you think that there's like um, some irony, like in that these this movie is like a fantasy movie, basically telling us like not to believe the fantasy, or like these fantasy shows being like, no, no, you don't want the fantasy. Like <laughs> the grass isn't always greener in this like dream right. scenario. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> These are all great questions, but I've got a couple questions for you guys because it's time oh. for. Hey, did you know that? Bravo. That's 
Thank yes. you. Thank you. Uh, for new listeners, this is the trivia portion of our show where we pit our guest and CJ head to head to see who knows the most about what we watched. Emily, CJ, are you two ready? Yes. Ready. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start out with a fun fact just because I couldn't fit this into a question, but I want to throw it out there and I'm sure CJ, you appreciate it. Uh, but they had no script for this uh, other than just kind of like the outline of, of scenes, but uh, all of the dialogue, almost all of the dialogue is improvised Whoa. throughout the movie. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. They had like a framework and they had like shots kind of stubbed out, but yeah, the, the dialogue is uh, just off the cuff, which is pretty cool. What about the dialogue when they're talking to themselves? <laughs> That I don't know. <laughs> that would be interesting that they're improvising. That would be difficult. <laughs> talking yeah. to themselves. Yeah. No, that's the easiest to improvise because you know exactly what you're going to say. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> the best scene partner is yourself. Yeah. Okay. Now you want to clone? No. <laughs> Still, oh. Kill that motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Here we go. First question. The filming location is actually someone involved in the movie's home. Whose home is it? Oh, do, do I only get one answer? Yes. Oh. Um, I'll say it's Mark's house. Mark, Mark Duplass. Okay. Ted Danson. He's got money. That is Ted Danson's actual <laughs> home. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Nice to be Ted Danson. Yeah. Damn. I would yeah, say no probably kidding. one of his homes. I'm sure. Well, imagine. that's why there's two already on the property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think after filming this every once in a while, he like walks into the guest house now and he's like a little nervous that like <laughs> Ted Danson two is going to pop out or. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but for him, it's just like all the parts he's played, you, like a Sam shows up oh, and he's uh... behind the, in the kitchen making drinks. And... <laughs> Sam is just 20% better Ted Danson. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if you can rent it. It's like an Airbnb or something. That'd be cool. Oh, that would be cool. All right. Next question. The director, Charlie McDowell, has a family member in this movie. Who is the family member? And bonus point for the familial relationship. What? There were like no people in this movie. <laughs> oh, uh, maybe uh, uh, who'd he talk to? Mark talks to some people or gets voicemails. Somebody on the phone. Maybe the, the was it the mom? Mom leaves him a voicemail. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Ted Danson again. He got me the first point and he's letting them use his house. That feels like a family favor you do for like your nephew who's trying to direct his first film or something. Okay. So Ted Danson's your answer and the familiar relationship is nephew. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Ted Danson is his uncle. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's very, yeah, that feels Ted good. Danson's correct. Uh, actually, the director is Ted Danson's stepson. Oh. oh. Dang. Yeah. Can you imagine Ted Danson as your stepfather? Wow. What a home run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. All right. Next question. Emily's in Lee with two, I think, right? Correct. Thanks yes. for rubbing it in. That is correct. Sorry, Ken. I couldn't hear you. Could you repeat that? <laughs> it's cutting out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you're in the lead. All right. Next question. I wrote these when I was a little bitter about the ending, so just <laughs> oh, them might come through. Uh, does this movie make any sense? <laughs> Yes. Yes. The both both the wrong answer. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Did we uh, lost ten points for getting that wrong? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're both in the negatives now. Negative eight, negative ten. Cool. What is the Rotten Tomatoes tomato meter score in percentage closest without going over? Uh, Emily, since you're in the lead, CJ or Emily, you would go first. Yes. Is Rotten Tomatoes that's just critics or fans the or critics. both? Yes. So this is the critics score in percentage. 
I don't know. I feel like this is going to be one of those movies that like critics love and fans hate or fans love and critics hate. Closest without going over. Okay, I'm going to go. Yeah, because CJ's going to kneecap me at whatever I say. So uh, Maybe. Maybe. Let's. Okay. All right. So then I'm going to go kind of high. Uh, let's say. Oh, no, you might go under. Damn. <laughs> You know all my tricks. I yeah, either just so many possibilities. Right, yeah. Yeah. I gotta go get my game theory textbook just a second. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna go 72. Oh, oh man, that's a good that's a good one. Do I think it was higher? Yeah, I'll go with 73. CJ gets the point. Oh, what was it? It was 82. Oh. oh, dang. Yeah, pretty good. Ken, how do you feel about that? The critics very much not uh, agreeing with you. I'm I'm usually spot on with the critics, and I I feel like they haven't chewed through the ending yet. I don't know. <laughs> they haven't spent hours agonizing over how to, how to make sense of it all. I no, I like know. that. The answer isn't that you're wrong; it's that they yes. don't understand. <laughs> Emily, absolutely. <laughs> yes, I'm yes. on board. <laughs> okay, and then actually, I think I think we're going to declare Emily the winner still at this point. Wow! Congratulations! Congratulations! Thank you. Wait, you didn't just uh, like let me win for to keep the peace, right? Apparently, the I should have just kept saying Ted Danson. That was the, the way to win this game. <laughs> Ted Danson was the answer. He always. is always the answer. Yeah. yeah, he's the only critic for this movie, which is why it's rated so high. And yeah, uh, just for fun, what do you guys think the audience score was on Rotten Tomatoes? I think it was pretty in line. I, I would say like a seventy-six. See, I think oh. there's going to be a lot of mad Kens out there <laughs> who have to vent their anger to the web. I don't know. I'll go, I'll go that it was lower. CJ is exactly correct. Whoa! Whoa! 76%. Dang. Yeah, still, still pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Is that even after your review, Ken? <laughs> oh, I, I, haven't, I haven't written my scathing review yet. Uh, it's on Letterboxd, but it's not on, uh, <laughs> not on Tomatoes. <laughs> Um, yeah, clearly I'm wrong, I guess. I, I'm, I'm thinking too much about it. But uh, what are you going to do? See, but I feel like if it's forcing you to think that much about it, you kind of had to like it, right? Or like, at least You're invested. it got to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't we get to ratings and I'll, I'll dive into that. <laughs> okay. Ratings. Ratings. Uh, Emily, on a yeah. scale of one to 10, what would you rate the one I love for you? I mean, I think I still think I'd go pretty high on this one. I think I'd give it like a... Eight and a half because uh, nice. I do nice. I do recognize that there are a few holes in the back half and I definitely think they would have been better sort of leaving it a little bit more uh, unsaid but I think it gives you a lot to think about I think it's got some cool shit going on yeah I really I enjoyed it and I feel like it it twists like many times in ways that I didn't see coming which I kind of appreciate nice sometimes things are too predictable yeah absolutely. Ken, why don't we go with you? Yeah, maybe we should go with me first. Um, <laughs> yeah, so to Emily's earlier point, yeah, that, that's absolutely right. I I was definitely intrigued uh, all the way through it, honestly. I, I definitely like the setup. It never went the direction I expected it to, but unfortunately, I think to its detriment, at least for me, um, I, I think I probably would have enjoyed it more if, if it ended up being, if it delved more down the romance path where they explore what it's like to be with, with their better half, but then realize that maybe they actually just love each other the way they are or something um, rather than having to fully explain why this is happening 
and then not doing a very good job at it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Anyway, that's where I'm at. I'm, I gave it a four. Uh, Yeah. Um, I, I liked where it could have gone. Uh, but with, with a lot of sci-fi kind of movies, it, it doesn't always end up in a satisfying place, at least for me. I, and again, I'm probably way overthinking it. So to each their own. But uh, yeah, for me, it didn't work. That, that's all. Uh, four. Dang. Yeah. yeah. So now, does this mean, CJ, if you give your review, am I about to get olivia on this one where I brought in a movie that I like? <laughs> And now, clearly CJ likes this. It's going to get torn. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no. I like that that is now a verb on the show. <laughs> yeah. Olivia. It's Olivia. Come on, Ken. This was better than Anastasia. Yeah, I gave it higher points than Anastasia. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, for me, I, yeah, I enjoyed this. I, I looked up nothing about this ahead of time. So everything was like new to me. I didn't watch the trailer or anything. So I was along for the ride. I liked all the sort of twists. I liked all the sort of like moral quandaries it brought up in terms of like what is okay in this scenario, in this weird scenario that none of us will ever deal with. But it was, yeah, it asked a lot of interesting questions. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I think I'll, I'm pretty in line with like the, the people. I, I think I'll have to give it like a seven and a half. I, I enjoyed this. It was fun. Okay. Yeah, seven and a half. Nice. Well, that's good. We don't have to break up. I was worried <laughs> date movie night would be the thing that broke us. So sounds like a very calculated rating. There, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was for uh, when Harry met Sally. Yes, that, that, that was, was very calculated. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yeah. Cool. Well, Emily, thank you for for joining us. It was a pleasure having you on for the first time. Oh, thank you for letting me badger my way in. Through six months of gentle and then not so gentle nagging. My pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, do you have anything you want to plug at the end here? Oh, I don't. I don't have anything going on. If I'm honest, it's like most of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, should we plug? Should we plug your new horror Instagram account, Ken? No. Uh, <laughs> no? What do we have to plug for the podcast? <laughs> You can follow us on all the things at OverTalkingPod. Email us at OverTalkingPod at gmail.com. Call or text us at USACAT1591. Or go to our website, OverTalkingPod.party. Oh, no, they're here. The OverTalking overlords have just entered the OverTalking studio, uh, demanding the rent money. I paid you guys already. Oh, they're acknowledging that they they did get the Venmo. Um, but they're also here to remind me to remind you if you like the show please go on itunes and rate and special review reviews are what help people find this podcast also we spend no money on advertising so if you like the show please tell a friend and spread the word we'd really appreciate it thank you and with that they're gone that's nice that they take so, venmo yeah it's 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 very convenient i wouldn't even know who to write the check out to to be honest right so th- their screen name on venmo it's it's kind of like those weird block um, like when, when a character is missing. Oh, it's like the question mark inside a block. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just it's, figured it's, their name was in Wingdings. Oh, it, maybe that's I. Maybe I just don't have the Wingdings font. Yeah. I don't know. It's thirteen <laughs> of those. Got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, all our listeners, go find the Overlords on Venmo. Throw them a few bucks from us. Yeah. I'll pay for the rent. And as you always say, I wish I were twenty percent cooler. Bye. 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 This episode of the Overtalking podcast was edited and produced by Ken and CJ. Special guest this week was Emily. 
Music by Justin Peters. Logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs. Siege, by the way, you're maxing out a little bit. I don't know if it's, is it just me? Does, no, I am. Does C seem loud to you, Emily? He always seems loud to me. Okay. <laughs>